we've got a great show for you tonight. A legend, a Tampa Bay legend is in the house. Mr. Miguel Mendor, Bucks rapper extraordinaire. Also on the show for us, breaking news. The NBA is officially canceled multiple games or po- postponed, I should say, multiple games due to the Wisconsin incidents that have taken place over the last few days. Um, so this is all within the last couple hours. Yeah. I mean, this shit is like uh, very much breaking. So we're going to do our best to speak to it. But uh, from what we've heard, um, there have now been multiple NBA games that have been canceled. All of them uh, the MLB has now canceled multiple of their games. Two games, yep. So we are seeing something that, man, we have really never seen in our lifetime, uh, where social issues are intersecting with sports in a pretty profound way. In this case, uh, it is delaying the NBA and MLB seasons, uh, from what we know, indefinitely. So... Guys, uh, I, I know this is kind of a late breaker uh, for the podcast, but you know, uh, takes takes on the situation. You know, what what do you what do you do in this case? Because you already have a bunch of games that are lined up. How do you reschedule? So I don't know that they do. Um, there was a lot. There was a kind of a um, a, a dissenting opinion before the bubble even happened uh, from some of the players. I know Kyrie Irving being the most vocal that the the playoffs the season shouldn't even finish anyways because of the the previous issues that were and some of the previous um protests and, and things like that um they weren't going to, to join the bubble and play over that so now that this happens again it's it's i don't i mean it could very well put the rest of the season in jeopardy from an nba standpoint i think it's i think it's a minor inconvenience to the people that make the schedule for overall really great cause um i mean what what is shifting maybe two or three days back. I mean, at this point, the bubble has seemed to work in, uh, in, in, in definitely in basketball. So uh, yeah, I, I think this is uh, only a good thing for the right reason. And just really thankful that Jacob Blake's in stable condition. Well, if you ask me, I think the magic deserve a win for today. <laughs> um, Toronto, Toronto and Celtics, they're, they're, in, uh, they're working together back and forth on, um, you know, uh, sitting out, uh, boycotting the game as a you know as a unit. Well, today, uh, I th- I th- actually, I think Milwaukee was out for like their pregame, early pregame warmups and stuff. And then Magic are sitting out like almost a tip off, waiting to play. And uh, the Bucks are just like, hey, by the way, we're boycotting it. So they actually had to like usher the Magic off until at tip off time. It was nothing but the referees. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, what what? Are th- they did in the end agree to postpone the game. So why do they deserve a win? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're sitting out there. For me, if I'm the Magic, I'm pushing Maybe, forward. I, yeah, I, know, you don't, I know. I know it's an irrelevant topic for it, but you I, don't know the context of the situation. You don't even well, know if they if they understood what was even going on at that point. Yeah, so they they had to. And they were the first to, game of the day. Yeah, I think it was a pretty late developing decision. I think they clearly just had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So I, I I think the prospect of you know ending the playoffs because of this is silly um if anything i think you continue on uh you protest you know uh kneeling uh whatever you have to do but um if you cut off the season then i feel like you're kind of cutting off your platform you know what i'm saying so i i think ending the season just all together is a little bit of a mistake for the cause i think for a lot of a lot of the, the players who have been more vocal about it their position is that uh we don't need any distractions from issues. We need to just force 
ourselves to deal and for and face these issues versus oh there's basketball on so i'm gonna go think about that instead basically they're saying you know sports is a luxury um and right now it's something that a lot of people just don't deserve have, have you watched nba the nba playoffs so far i have watched a few games actually i mean have. there are it's the only it, time of the year i watch it is very much a platform for people to speak out i mean chris sure. weber as terrible of as an as an announcer as he is He's had many statements, you know, on the BLM movement, what have you. Uh, it has become a platform for them. And I think if you cut off the playoffs entirely, it's not going to enhance the message. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can you can still play, in my opinion. I mean, if, if they decide not to play, that's their choice. But in my opinion, you keep it going. Uh, because when people are watching, that's when people are listening. Wouldn't you agree with that? Or no, I, I don't agree with that. I think when when people are getting the entertainment, that's all they care about. Um, and and there's a lot of complaints over how people protest. Uh, first, it was you can't take a knee. Then it's do it on your own time. And now they're not playing games, and people are mad about that. So it's it's really highlighting the fact that it's not people who are mad how you protest. They're mad that you're protesting in the first place. Yeah, but I I, I simply don't agree that basketball going away for the rest of the season. Uh, enhances their voice. I think it stifles it considerably and probably actually builds resentment. It, it, it's it's without a doubt. I mean, yeah, you, like you, no, unless you have like unless you're like LeBron James, where you're talking to the media every single day in some fashion, and your voice is actually important and heard. Anything you have to say isn't going to be recognized. But that, but that's exactly it. Players and post game uh, press conferences throughout the entire playoffs have been voicing their opinions on riots or uh, you know protests, things that are going on. And it's given them a platform. Well, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, well, These guys have social media. They don't need TV for platform. But the TV in amplifies their platform undoubtedly. And pe people are paying more attention to their social media platforms when they're playing. And, and you're being covered. Then, like I said, I'm just saying guys like LeBron are the exception because they're they're catching interviews everywhere. But, you know, any of like the mid-lower tier guys that, you know, have something important to say or show, the, their their voice is gone. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, we've we've been uh, big supporters of of the entire you know protests. I myself have joined in on multiple uh, protests during this whole situation, and uh, yeah, I, I I simply think that sports have always been a platform for communicating your views. You know, uh, and a lot of times there's been things like you know shut up and dribble. Well, I think that they've kind of rebelled against that and have kind of silence that ridiculous notion that you just play and shut up and you can actually play and, and, and have your voice heard. That's, that, that, that's, that, that's my stance on the situation where I think that shutting it off entirely is not going to help the situation in any way. Never will. Yep. So, uh, th this is pretty breaking news that we, we came on, but dude, uh, the Lakers obviously, you know, canceling game of the Blazers, Probably a godsend for the Blazers, <laughs> who just look just flat out outmatched. And just just a week ago today, uh, we sat down and I, I looked at uh, everybody different, pretty much on this podcast, and asked them who they thought was going to win the series. Almost everybody said the Trailblazers. You know what my response was? Lakers in six. Never once doubted the Lakers' dominance of this series, and now it looks very much like it's Lakers in five. 
if they come back. Quite some time ago, Lakers were the, it was the title. Like LeBron, he's just the best in the world. And then Anthony Davis there. I don't care who else you have on that team. Could you could you imagine if uh, if they, if who, who uh, was the guy? Um, Drawing a blank, they almost they almost got him in the lottery this year. Um, Zion, Zion was almost a lottery pick for the Lakers. Can you imagine? Could you Holy imagine? Shit. Could you imagine the three of them? Would have almost been too much size, uh, and that's actually what the Lakers have been going through. Is they have a lot of size, a great defensive team, no shooters. But last, you know, a couple days ago. Um, in that Kobe game, holy shit, they were shooting lights out. LeBron James hit this one uh, jumper that was like, it, it, it reminded me of Dame. And I'm just like, man, if, if LeBron's shooting from Dame range, this this game is absolutely over. Dude, how cool is that that the score was 24 to 8 at one time? Yeah. Ridiculous. so fucking awesome. It's almost planned. It's almost planned, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think it, people were saying it was planned. Dude, the Lakers just came out hyped, yeah. man. And and they were from, from day one. People that were calling the Blazers, I'm sorry, you just, you, I, maybe you, you were overhyped. I'm I'm not certain. Maybe you just don't know basketball and the way that it plays out. The, the reason that basketball plays series is because the best team – 99% of the time always comes out on top. So I had no doubt the Lakers were going to come out top on this series. Uh, Brandon, uh, about what about you? What do you think of the series now? So I, I'll admit, I was a little caught up in the moment, but you did misspeak a little bit there. Newman's not here to give his, uh, his classic well, actually. The question was, if there was any team that could pull a first-round upset, that's when three of us said the Blazers. Um, but... I mean, it's like it's like when the the champ gets hit in the mouth early in the first round, and then he just comes out killing the rest of the round in boxing. That's what happened. I mean, the champ got hit in the mouth, and then uh, he responded accurately. Sure, yeah, and dude, when when Anthony Davis is playing at full speed, I feel like that team is just absolutely unstoppable. Oh man, he's ridiculous. I mean, he he can he can shoot from any range. He's seven footer. Like he's just unstoppable. You're not supposed to be accurate from from deep if you're that tall. No, it's ridiculous. Everyone, everyone was saying that the Clippers are their biggest uh, biggest threat. Dude, the Clippers look terrible. Yeah, they looked good last night. I mean, they put up 153 points, but they'd been mostly awful before then. I if you want to talk about game in, in five or six games, I think the Lakers run all over the Clippers. Well, yeah, I mean, has has anything convince you otherwise that this uh, inevitable playoffs, if it does continue on, uh, will be, in the end, the Bucks versus the Lakers? Uh, I mean, Toronto's been pretty damn impressive, um, and they played the shitty Nets, but uh, I'm going to love to see the Eastern Conference Finals of uh, Raptors and uh, Raptors and Bucks. That's going to be fun. Sure. Boston's always a tricky team for me. Um you know, obviously last year they were insanely young, and they're, obviously they're still really young now. But um, I, th- I think they're still a team that can absolutely come out and you know surprise the the Raptors here as long as they uh, you know can play. Right. Yeah, they're they're always tough because they're hard to double team because they have a lot of guys of, of a pretty similar uh, talent level. Mm-hmm. And so you know if their team if they're playing good team basketball, moving the ball, they're they're, they're always a tough tough out. Sure. Well. So it sounds like also in the news, LSU is in hot water again. Uh, Brandon, do you want to take us away on this? What, what What is going on with this situation? So HBO came out with a uh, kind of one of their sports documentaries in March, um, highlighting just the overall corruptness of NCAA basketball. And one of the predominant, uh, 
um, one of the main parts in there were LSU's um, cheating scandal that the coach Will Wade got in trouble for in the in the last season. Well, just today he got hit with eleven more sanctions of paying recruits. Um, so it's uh, we we talked last week about uh, how Darius Geis was in in hot water. Obviously, paying recruits isn't near as bad as the allegations before that. Um, but things just continue to get worse and worse down there in the bayou. Did, did this situation possibly impact last season at all? Um, I mean, have, enough hasn't resurfaced to know like when the when those rec- like was it eleven recruits this year? Was it last year? Was it combined over time? I, those details haven't come out yet because this also broke a few hours before the pod. Right. So I'm 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 not sure what I'm more surprised about. It's like, hey, how do you get caught at all? But B, now that these universities are being caught, how are there so like such a small amount like being caught giving players money and benefits? Because yeah. it's happening everywhere. How are how are more teams not like getting caught or you know? Sh- well, sh- we we talk about it a lot, and it speaks a lot of this stuff speaks to just the lack of overall like. There's no commissioner, you know what I'm saying? That's overseeing all these. A lot of these conferences, they kind of do their own thing. And um, the USC, I mean, USC with Pete Carroll, they kind of just bent every rule they could. You know, there was the Miami years. There's all these colleges. They get away with so much. And if you're not trying to cheat, you're probably not winning. (laughs) That's how it is in in college football, uh, basketball. You know what I'm saying? Every sport, In any college athletics, until you just pay these fucking players and and create this even playing field where money no longer becomes an incentive for them. You know what I'm saying? That is the only possible solution. But, of course, that's the worst solution for the NCAA because all of a sudden they're profit sharing with the people that are making their profits. How terrifying is that for them? Yep. Does anybody disagree with paying college players? None. No. No, I I don't think that they should get... Um, pay that some of them are looking for, or, or some of the high, like insane, like six-figure numbers that have been discussed per year, because they, you know, they are cared for. But they should, everyone should absolutely be. Making, it should just be a monthly stipend. If you're a scholarship athlete, you get X dollars a month. If it's five hundred dollars right. yes. a month, yes. if it's if it's eight hundred dollars a month, whatever that number is. I, I still think your focus should still be on the education and not what your salary is. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would agree. But again, anytime you make something illegal, you create a much more dangerous secondary market for it. It's happened and been true with literally everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, prohibition literally created organized crime in, in the U.S. It's it's the same concept. It's If, if you can make it a, a, a transparent process and regulate it, install some kind of a commission that has investig- investigatory power, that's a different situation now. You're, you know, it's a level playing field. It's not... You know, USC, there's no incentive for you for USC to pay all these guys because why wouldn't you if you're USC? You don't get caught until you're five years later. You've already won a national championship. You've already recruited how many big recruiting classes and got other people through uh, in that meantime. And if you're the player, you're Reggie Bush, you know, for instance, if you're talking about USC, what, how did that hurt Reggie Bush? <laughs> Everybody knows who won the Heisman that year. It doesn't matter that you took his trophy away. I know. Well, well that's part of the recruiting pitch. Hey, listen, we're not going to. We're banned from the playoffs this year, but check out this whip, you know, exactly. and you're, you're cared for. Here, here's here's your house. Here's the car. You're good to go, but you won't be in the playoffs. You know what the college? I, I actually I actually do disagree that players should get paid. 
um, especially, I know it probably got swept under the rug because of this was mid COVID. Uh, but in, uh, in April, the NCAA passed the NIL. Do any of you guys know what the NIL is? No. Negative. Name image likeness rule. Starting this year, players can get paid for their name and likeness. So that means on poster boards, on shirts, on jerseys, on cups, on posters, pretty much anything apparel, um, they get a, a support um, and profit off of those. So I'm really curious to see what this what this becomes. I think I think this allows player 85 to not get treated the same as like a Zion Williamson or a Trevor Light, uh, Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, I'm I, I want to see how this NIL rule works. Um, why what why do you think that that would kind of why would that backfire? Well, it won't backfire. I think it's going to be wildly successful, and I think it's a better plan than the stipend rule. Okay. Okay. So that wouldn't backfire then. So I'm a little bit confused by your stance because uh, one of the questions was leading into paying college athletes. Do you pay all all college athletes exactly the same? And the answer should be no. You pay them for their fame. Their like, yeah. what What is the value of your name? I, th- I think there should be a base level stipend yeah. for everybody. And so, then beyond that, if your likeness is worth more money, then... There's a kicker for you. Do you know how many that jerseys? That? There, there's no, there's no formula. Well, like, there's no, there's no apples to oranges. The, about how I mean, jersey. The, the NIL is your, is your. The, the N- oh. oh, having some technical difficulties there. I don't know. The NIL is your that, so the NIL is what your your likeness that we're talking about, but we're but we're we're basically trying to mesh the two um two things here. One. Um, everyone is getting some kind of, some kind of financial compensation. So eighty five percent of the teams or the players that make up the teams, like they're they're not gonna be looking over at everyone else getting paid out the butt. But the guys that are contributing more, they, they get the nil, which was just passed. But you but you need a, you do need a baseline, just like with any job. Yeah, I mean, because most of these teams have you know one hundred and ten guys on scholarship, you know, or on the team. And if you're talking about one of the revenue sources being, you know, NCA football 2022, they're not going to put that many players on each team. Like, I think I was a person in NCAA 2008 just based on, like, height, weight, and city, but the name wasn't there, so I don't really know if I was or not. Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> but I think I was defensive tackle number 72. I, I agree in a very capitalistic type way where you reward players based on what they're generating. So, like, Tim Tebow, for instance, do you realize how many jerseys Tim Tebow sold? Mm-hmm. Unreal. Uh, it's fucking... Dude, I mean, that's a really easy way to trace it. If, if you sell a Alabama exactly. number two jersey, you know exactly who number two for Alabama is. At the, very le- at the very least, you should be making money on your likeness. Yes. Right? The fact that they aren't, it really is, like, a form of slavery. It's no, they, disgusting. They, they are now. They, they are now. I know. So, but for, let's, for... Let's see how that plays out before we start talking about stipends, because... You know, I think a perfect example is the 2015 Ben Simmons team. Um, you're telling me anyone else on that Ben Simmons team deserved any sort of stipend for be, for, be, for being who they were? Like, I'm a diehard college, college basketball but fan. I think, that, I think that's what we're saying is every, in my opinion, everybody on that team earns a, should earn a basic stipend that goes beyond what their scholarship entails. Because, I mean, the, the, the fact still remains that if the, if the cafeteria is closed for some reason, these guys don't have a place to eat. True. 
Can't go on dates. You got no money. You have no money to go on dates. You have no money, and you're not allowed to, 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 to actually have a job. So it's not like it's, you know, oh, they're lazy. They can go to a job. No, they literally can't. Next thing you know, you're getting in trouble for, quote, unquote, stealing crab legs from Publix. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jameis has made his. He was number one overall pick. But, right. You know. Anyways, so the uh, NFL preview. Let's get to the NFL because uh, the majority of the group here, well, the entire group here, we just kicked off our uh, – our keeper selections for our fantasy league. Personally, uh, I know a lot of leagues out there, they're getting into their fantasy drafts. It's just an exciting time of year if you're a football fan because you can almost taste it. Uh, we are only, we're not even three weeks out away from the first gameplay. 15 uh, days. In f- yeah. In fact, we are 15 days out from the first game. So no preseason. We are going in just raw dog in this season. Uh, but today, our our main topic is going to be the AFC West, one of the most interesting divisions in all of football. Um, really, uh, there is not really knowing what's coming out of this division. Sure, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, but there are some very interesting teams in this division. I think the majority of us are going to agree with the Chiefs being number one. Have to. But who's number two is a very hot topic. So let's just go around the room. Does anybody, I, I, I'm just curious, does anybody disagree with the Chiefs winning the division? Anybody? Absolutely no. not. They have some serious yeah. problems, it, but it Patrick was, Mahomes can will yeah. them to exactly. the division. Chiefs division. Yeah. Chiefs division. We're talking, you know, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning level dominance of this division over the next 10 years. I think we can all agree with that. Yes. Um, so number two is where we're, I, I'm sure we're going to have huge disagreements on. So in the division, obviously the Chiefs, uh, none of us disagree there, but then you have the Chargers, a very interesting team this year, the Raiders, mm-hmm. and then also the Denver Broncos. Very interesting division. Might be one of the most talented divisions on paper in all of football. Um, but just number two, I mean, fired off. Who, who Does anybody just think that there's a dominant number two in the division? I do, actually. Uh, I, I think this is the Chargers. Okay, same. same. Um, I'm a, I believe in Tyra Taylor as far as interesting. winning a couple so games to start. Joke. I, I think he's he's been a productive quarterback. I, I think he's a competent backup, and he's all that they need in San Diego. San Diego, win was he in Buffalo? He had a, he had beginning that season in Buffalo. It was a great stretch. He's a competent for quarterback. sure. He was really good in Buffalo, but his he, most recent success was with probably Buffalo. <laughs> but he's, the Browns, yeah, and it was but not a success. I, I think he's a competent quarterback, and he's enough for what that roster needs to be number two. Their defense is, is extremely good. I think a healthy Derwin James on the back end with Bosa on the front, I mean, that's a formidable defense. Uh, Hayward's a stud at corner, um, and that's a loaded defensive personnel group all the way through. So you think Tyrod's the starter the whole year? I don't. No, okay. and, that, and that's the thing, too. Okay. I think Tyler's a streaky player. If he, Tyrod's a streaky, streaky player. If he starts off good. And then I'm a big I'm a big, big Herbert fan. I like Herbert a lot. I think he has a lot of the tools. He's a prototypical quarterback um and i i think from what they're going to ask him to do by the time he takes over i think he'll be success he'll be successful so you're a big hayward fan you think he's going to return to um his uh proper form uh i do yeah he, he's an eskimo right <laughs> <laughs> jesus or, or I, th- I thought you guys had some <laughs> kind of connection uh, but but no to answer your your question yeah he is eskimo brothers with hayward and no there's no there's no dominant spearhead I don't think that was anyone's question. <laughs> I know I slid that one in. So I I think this juicy, year, <laughs> juicy. Wow. So, so for me, <laughs> um, 
Where is Ben Shapiro's wife? (laughs) I I, I think this year you're going to see a lot more divisions that are more balanced top to bottom. Not a lot of 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 4 and 12s at the bottom. Um, Not necessarily that these three teams are like in your upper echelon of the NFL. But uh, these teams will will be battling each other hard this year. Broncos are really good too. The, Bro- the Broncos, I'm I'm a little sketchy on them, but I like I, your lock. I, I, I think the Raiders make a little bit of a turn this year. They obviously they improved last year, but I don't think they're gonna be like a you know a ten six team. But are uh, you agreeing with the Chargers at two? No, I'm 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 saying I'm saying there's no. You, you asked if anyone is like a dominant number two. Okay, right. And, okay, and, and I, I, gotcha. I, I think I gotcha. any of these next three teams sure. can take it. I, it's a toss up. I, I think I all, agree. I think all three of those are going to be agree. within a game or two of each other. See, for me, I you know with the, the AFC West, I, I feel there is one dominant team. We all agree, yep. the Chiefs. However, I feel there are excitable, intriguing players in all the other teams. Now, yeah. you know, with, with, you know, the Raiders, yes, give, give me some Josh Jacobs. I'm all about that. You know, with the Chargers, yeah, give me some Eckler. But, you know, I, I, I don't feel that the Raiders, the Chargers, are going to do anything to to really battle the Chiefs. I, I, no, I, no, no, no one does. No, yeah. no one does. They're, no they're one does. Quick. I mean, I, I think it's a very unexciting division other than the Chiefs. And a few individual fantasy relevant players. Right. Other than that, I feel it's very forgettable. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, Derek. Real quick, how many games would the Chargers win if they had Cam Newton or Jameis Winston as their quarterback? Um, if they had one of those two guys, they're a playoff team. I, I would say. I would say definitely eleven. They might get a twelve. Yeah. Perfect. So that, that's what I mean. How bad Tyrod is. Like I think Jameis and Cam are N- starting NFL quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor is not a starting NFL quarterback. If they had a competent team, like I still have him at seven and nine. I think they could. See, I, I like him. I like him at like ten. I think. I think. I think ten wins. See, the thing is, I like Tyrod Taylor's offensive line that he's going into. Yeah. His running backs that he's handing off to. They have a, they have a, I mean, they have and, a, they have a solid know, team. There's and you no still way. have Keenan Allen. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Tyrod well, yeah. Taylor is walking into a well set up system. But Brandon, well Brandon, finish your take there. Yeah. So, so my, you know, you know what the record was last year? I think they won five or six games with Phillip Rivers. I think Phillip Rivers is a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor. Today, I don't. I, I, I don't think Phillip Rivers is anything today. Yeah, I, I I don't like either of them. That's yeah. that, that that's my and I, problem. And I think they'll be a lot healthier. I mean, they they lost a lot of of man games last year. Um, I think just overall better health. Uh, they had the issue with Melvin Gordon and, and his holdout to start the season. He didn't really integrate very well when he came back. That distraction's gone. Uh, another year in another co- head coach and, and within that system. Um, again, I think Tyrod Taylor plays the first four or five games. He probably splits them, and then Herbert takes over. My my question is, if you're comparing two different seasons, right? The, the last season where the Chargers had a lot of hype going into them, Derwin James played almost no games last year, so that's a huge factor. He's their best player. He's the best player on the roster. Period. There's no doubting. There's no doubt. Best talent on their roster. Um, but um, to me, if you ask the differences right between there. these two teams. Uh, who has gotten better? What do you mean? Have, have the Chargers improved 
at all this year. Yes. Would you rather take Tyrod in what way? I, I mean, another year of Bosa, and, and they're essentially adding. Bosa's better this year than last year. Yeah. Derwin is. In what way? Typically, all superstar players trend up for the first few years. I mean, of what? Career. He's 26 years old, so is he going to be that much better than when he was 25? Is that going to improve them so that they're winning two more games? No, but they switched, I, I they think switched Derwin, their quarterback. I think Derwin for the James last, alone coming back gives you. They switched two more their games. quarterback for the last decade. So they lose their franchise quarterback. Who was, who was bad They replace year. him with a guy that the Bills didn't even believe in and let, let loose, go to the Browns, not be successful, make way for Baker Mayfield to come in, and guess what? Look way better than him immediately. So Baker Mayfield, who's had an extremely embattled career, comes in, looks way better than that player. My question for you is, what has improved from the Chargers that makes them – that much different this year that, I, that convinces you that they will be a different team than last I mean, year. I think See, Derwin James alone is worth two games. Personally, I feel you have to look at the system for someone like, you know, and Phil Rivers was fucking terrible yeah, last year. Yeah. He, he, he was he, horrible. He lost, yeah. he easily lost two or three games. By Tyrod himself. Taylor was and really bad last time he played for the Browns. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but you know, for, for Tyrod Taylor, like I, I, I don't see him. Huck Chuck in football. Like, I, I don't see deep passes down the field. I see a lot of... Dumpstoss and Eckler. <laughs> a, 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 lot, a lot of safety pitches to Eckler and Justin Jackson. Sure. And, you know, some Keenan Allen right there in the slot or, you know, some 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 quick passes back. I, I, I feel like... I feel like Tyrod Taylor is being put in a situation that could benefit his style of play very well. I don't feel that the Chargers are expecting, you know, deep, deep bombs. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's put in a position for success. And, and I would also say, too, and again, this is something you can point to and say this is worth X number of games. But just anecdotally, the situation they were in from a home atmosphere standpoint, they played in a fucking half-empty soccer stadium. They had to move their, their family. They're another year in a new area. They have a brand new stadium. I think there's there's some so you're, emotional so you're things. They're going to be used to playing with no fans. You're, oh, they're they're they are ready for this. Yeah. They are 100 percent ready to play. The no Chargers fans. have the uh, the best chance to win because they're used to no fans. I like that. But it's a, it's, <laughs> it, but it's, an, it's another it's another year in a new in a new stadium in a new city, uh, another year under their coach. And I, I think from a motivation standpoint, like this coaching staff needs to get it done this year. It's going to be a nice study to see how strong a 12th man is. Brister, who's number two <laughs> like, on your real. AFC West board? Yeah, I have the Denver Broncos. Really? Um, and and for my reason is they had five game, five losses last year within eight points or less. That's that's one score or less. Yeah, Flacco choking at the end of a lot of games. Sounds like the Chargers. Yeah. So so you 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 think that that'll that'll naturally turn over a little bit from last year? Um, so I do have the the Broncos going ten and six. Uh, I like Drew Locke. I, I love their weapons. How we excited about- are Broncos fans for Jerry Judy? Yes. Oh, dude. Dude, like how sure. sexy is that? Yeah, I think that- he's going to be good get right out the gates. I love Judy. And then, and then you got you got Cortland Sutton, who's a stud. I mm-hmm. love KJ Hamler. Melvin um, Gordon coming in town. Melvin Come Gordon, on. Phillip Lindsay is a nice one, too. Yes, sir. Ant, who's a top flight tight end. I mean, I I love. I'm with it. How, do you, with how it. do you feel about that defense, though? They're really, really good. Think so? Top flight. Front to back? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Justin Simmons. Yeah, I, 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 they I lost, like their defense. They lost right out the gates last year, Chubb. 
Did you know uh, Justin Simmons went to high school with Miguel? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We do. Yes, he and did. Yes, we're gonna have yes, a. We're gonna have the Justin Mendor uh, interview later in this <laughs> podcast. But yes, yes, he did. But going back to the Broncos, the Broncos defense was exceptional last year. It was statistically. Um, their offense was atrocious. I mean, Joe Flacco, come on. Uh, the second Drew Locke came in, though, they looked like a like a different team. A resurgence. I mean, they, they sure. went into Minnesota and almost whooped the Vikings last year. The, did the Vikings have one of the greatest second-half comebacks yeah, in NFL was, history? I, yes. I was going to say, it was like 20 nothing early <laughs> that, on. Right? Yeah, the, dude, Kirk Cousins engineered one of his greatest games of all time. But, dude, this Denver Broncos team is no joke. But what do you, do you, what do you think about that, though, from, from a from – a, Overall team standpoint, they blew a lot of games late last year. That becomes yeah. that becomes a habit. They well, they, they that becomes a trait. Very good coach. I mean, nope, that, exactly. that's, that's the thing they have against them the most is their head coach. He's he's not very good. He's in over his head. He's he's a coordinator at best. Right. Um. Yeah. That that's the only negative I see. No, and, and I still like them. I still think they're like that eight and eight, nine and seven. I just think that I like the Chargers at ten games. Um. I, to me, I, I clear cut like them a game or two better. But again, I think all those teams are right there. Um, I think the Raiders, the only reason I have them last is because I think they have the most question marks. I still don't know what they're doing offensively, and I think John Gruden is a fucking terrible coach. I, my, my biggest knock on the Raiders is Derek Carr. He's just... Dude, I, I was Derek Carr's biggest fan his rookie year. He's he a looked slinger. amazing. He, he looked amazing. And I, I do attribute some players to development. There's some guys that I truly believe under different situations could have been different players. Uh, Jameis Winston is my number one. I think if he would have came out the gates in a better organization in a more uh, solid offensive system, I think he would have came out and continued to be the player he always was in college, which was a winner. But there are guys that you can just see that their development was mishandled. And I think Derek Carr is now in the right place. He's in the right system. I'm not a huge Gruden fan, but quarterbacks seem to do well under his system. So I like what I see and what I'm seeing developing under there. But from a fantasy perspective, I like a lot of guys on the Raiders in a bizarre way. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are some really exciting players on the Raiders. Another thing that's interesting, too, about the Raiders, and we, you know, we go back to, like, stadiums and stuff, is they're not playing on a fucking baseball field anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that has to be worth some fantasy value to every, every player on the team, like, not playing on an infield. And, and you know, what's surprising True. with them? that every, A lot of people forget they, they had a really good defensive draft last year. Yeah. Was, a lot of going to be overshadowed by, you know, the Jacobs pick. They had three first rounders and and a couple like mid round guys that are playing some like question marks. Though. I still doubt their first overall. Pick. Was it Farrell or yeah, yeah? I still doubt him tremendously. Everybody doubted at the time. It's a and, reach. And, and, and Mayock was looking around like with that face, like I know something you don't. No, you didn't. Yeah, that guy's not the player you think he is. It's a reach, but uh, the the uh, I, for, I forget his name. The dude they draft in the fifth round's a stud. A D, on the um, on the other end, D, another DN for. Yeah, him. but well, when they've been better off with Devin White, who everybody assumed that they were going to dude a one thousand percent, which White is, is I don't understand. Shit. That was them trying to be edgy, which is what the Raiders all too often <laughs> do. They try to be like, oh, this guy's the fastest. <laughs> was he the best? They still no. did it. They still did it with it was rugs. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just picture I mean, they're, they're Cleveland West. I mean, they're just, they're, they're all hype. They are. They're all bark and no bite. Yep. Yeah, but they're yeah. like flashy about it too. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're like, like tacky South Florida flashy. Cause like it. Cleveland, they used to be the, sh- the cats pajamas, yeah. just the best team in football for, for, for fucking a decade. I love it. They were. Oh yeah. They dominated the seventies. Yeah. And yeah. Them, them, second best in the seventies. Them and the Steelers. Yes. Correct. The best non-juicing <laughs> team in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prove yeah. it. Um, <laughs> 
prove it. Um, <laughs> All those autobiographies and biographies. Yeah. Dude, uh, speaking of the Steelers, I was gonna go, we're going to go right back to the AFC West, but have you seen this fucking... I didn't even know. I was sitting there with my wife the other day, and Terry Bradshaw has a reality show. What the <laughs> fuck is this, and how do I end it? <laughs> Who do I call TNT? to end this reality what? show? This has got to be on like CMT. So it I, is. I, oh my gosh. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it's so on CMT. So I started thinking, I was like, man, why would you have a reality show with somebody who barely speaks English? And then immediately my mind went, I was like, wait, Ozzy Osbourne had a reality yeah. show. <laughs> CMT, baby. I would never watch it. No, never. that's See, terrible. It's like his daughters. And I, they're like, I'll, I'll watch them. Hold on. Now I'm listening. I'm well, intrigued. The, his daughters are, you know, they're fairly attractive, but there, there's this one scene where they're like, our dad is pretty much like them. And they're just, oh, they're, yeah, I did it see is. The commercial for yeah, this. They're like, our yeah. dad, he wouldn't even know how to put a shirt on if we yeah. didn't tell him how to. And then, and then Terry Bradshaw emerges from the kitchen. He's like, ladies, where's my shirt? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm telling you that is exactly how that promo went down. And I'm like, I just look over at Jackie. We're, we're, we're watching the lightning game. It was during the lightning game. That That's why you saw it. Yep. And I go, good Lord, is there what so, is the world coming to? I'm, Do you I'm think we sure, ever I'm live sure in a world? Marcus knows this, uh, but uh, Terry Bradshaw's despised by the Roonies. He didn't show up for uh, Art Rooney's funeral. Um, he he did not show up. He said he had he had job obligations. Um, so the, the Roonies have like completely cut him off. So him and the Steelers, a lot of bad blood. So fucking well, good because he seems like a. A, a, a guy I just would not like no, very much. No. Is there ever a world where he's not the worst quarterback in the Hall of Fame? Nope. Yeah, I don't think so. Name name a worst quarterback in the Hall of Fame. I can't. I mean, there's one I mean, that's close. Joe Flacco's so elite, he's going to get to the Hall of Fame. Ugh. Oh, all right. So, uh, you know right, what? So, so Eli Manning in five years. Actually, I like. I always liked Eli. <sighs> I mean, he's the, he's the Brady killer, so I'll always put him up. But, yeah, dude, he's a little special. Yeah. Never go full Eli Manning. Our, our, our special little boy. He's yeah, a he's, special he's rough. Boy. I mean, there, there's definitely some there's some quarterbacks who uh, rode some coattails to the Hall of Fame. Uh, Troy, Aikman, Troy Aikman's another one. Yep. Not, he's, he's a borderline at best. Right. Yeah. Um, Eli Manning. <laughs> Just something about this guy. There, there's a guy who I respect his uh, commitment, but every time I post, we have this little tongue-in-cheek joke about Eli Manning our page where he's a little bit, Special. We'll leave it at that. We won't throw out the other word. Um, but uh, this one guy always comments and goes, he had a higher Wonderlick score than both Peyton Manning and uh, and it was somebody else. And I'm just like... The Wonderlick, which has been proven a million times ex- to be completely ex- meaningless. Exactly. <laughs> the Wonderlick score? Okay. I could name you some shocking players that have scored really high on that and yeah. you would not think anything of it. I was like, every, every time I go, cool story, bro. He still sounds a little bit retired in his face (laughs) and his his face is he's like just like absent face absent exactly like he doesn't know what's going on in front of him like i don't know what's going on there but anyways like he's processing information that's a good like three inches behind his eyes like a fish staring (laughs) at you from inside a bull right yeah it's like i'm not quite sure let's talk about some more poor quarterback play here um you know who justin herbert reminds me a lot of uh jay keller Blaine Gabbert, kind of prototypical, pocket style, tall, um, got a gun. Yeah. Blaine Gabbert's like 6'2", right? Gabbert didn't have the rocket arm or the uh, 
the size measurements that Herbert has, though. Her- Her- Gabbert's 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, Gabbert's, Gabbert's a tall yeah, Gabbert's Is he? Guy. Yeah. Okay. Herbert? But he does not have the He does arm. not have the rocket arm. And it's, and it's no. not like... No. So Gabbert came out of nowhere. Gabbert yeah. was a one-year wonder. Yeah. Herbert has been a projected first-round quarterback for like three years. Herbert can run, run. He runs a little bit. And he... I mean, he played in a, in a post-spread offense, flashy offense, Oregon. Like, he, he dragged that team in a lot of ways. I don't... I like Herbert. I like Herbert a lot. Yeah, me too. Maybe no, we're, maybe yeah, we end up being I, I wrong. I don't knows? like him. I, I think he'll be a. I think they'll try to, for him to be a starter for two or three years, and they're drafting another quarterback in in year three, year four. You think they're going to Kyler him? Yeah. So with guys like Herbert, it's like a ball of clay, right? It's it's a tremendous ball of clay. Everyone agrees it's good clay. But who's forming the clay? That's the question. The best clay. So best have clay. you guys been watching Hard Knocks at all? No. So I have. It's my favorite show every year. I, I'm always amazed at people that don't because it's the best. I can tell you why I don't. It's the best startup to the NFL. And this year it is fascinating because they go into pretty much the entire show is how the teams are coping with COVID. Well, yeah, and it's also it's, the Rams and Chargers this exactly. year. Exactly. So there's Which two teams. Awesome. Yeah. Two teams in LA, new facilities. They're showing how they're coping with COVID. It's fascinating TV. You guys should totally watch it. Mm-hmm. I but, always get too, I like protect myself from it. And I always get too sucked up in the guy who looks great in camp and edited footage. Mm, and I'm like, up. man, I think I know something nobody else does. Get real yeah. hype yeah. on this guy. I might take him in the 10th round. These like, other no. million viewers are also watching. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm getting real I almost drafted Chris guy. Hogan six or so, seven years ago. Whatever. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so real sleeper he right here. It's hard so to real get caught sleeper. up in there. But, Speaking of Chris Hogan, um, he just signed with the Jets. and he So he's played with every All the AFC. AFC How seasons. awesome is that? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All four. Oh, yeah. How awesome. <laughs> no, but. Chris so Hogan. what I was saying about so 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 real quick on Gabbert because you guys all said that uh, that on the scouting report he did not have phenomenal arm strength so I I checked on NFL mocks Walter football and then here's verbatim on SB Nation has exceptional strong arm that helps him complete passes. exceptional is a very vague word that's right. probably used by a lot of scouts that could be an eighty uh, out of a hundred yeah. that could be a, a one hundred out of one hundred we don't know <laughs> that's above average yep. Nope, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't think that disproves our point at all. I don't know. He he he's again his his was his combine was so there's only there's only one scouting five. report that I could probably recite verbatim. Uh, Tom Brady had a weak arm, so those things don't really mean a whole lot. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> we'll, 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 let me ask you a question: Would you would you have read that scouting report with the same zest that you just did if you would have said great? Um, no, I wouldn't have actually. I so I dis- I disagree with your, with your assessment on the degree of those words. Then you see what I'm saying? Word. It, I, I just, I think Justin Herbert's Blaine Gabbert, but there, he gets a there, few years starting and that's it. I mean, and then that's the thing is like the NFL is such a crapshoot. You could be right without any causation. You could be completely wrong, but end up being right. I mean, look at the, like Rosen, they, they abandoned Rosen immediately. Smart. There's, there's nothing in my, I, he still has the, the talent he's still you talk about multiple ball of clay in the right situation he could be an mvp oh, he, he still can, plays for miami he's right terrible i think no, he, I no he, I think he's moved again yeah where is rosen i know you hate him marcus he's so bad he's, so he's in miami i think still he might be i think he is oh i think he might yeah because he got two it right after he got kyler yeah. but anyways <laughs> afc west okay so the second spot seems to be contested does anybody Disagree with either Miami the Chargers Dolphins four hours ago. <laughs> Time to close the book on Josh Rosen because <laughs> well, of Tua. Yeah, right. well, I mean that you got, um, but he's still Fitzpatrick. there. Correct. 
Yeah, he's I would like, love he's for him to be there right now. I, I would take him to New England in a heartbeat. Dude, I think so. Actually, that brings up an interesting point. Now, think about this the other day. Uh, backup quarterbacks might be the most interesting position in today's NFL because quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, are just as likely to get COVID. And what player can you take away from your roster that affects your team more than the starting quarterback? So, what team out there? strikes you as the team that not only is a great roster, but is also built for that impact. I think it's teams where there's not a significant drop-off. If you're built to survive that impact, the new Orleans saints are definitely the best. Yeah. 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 Dude, I don't even think they miss a beat. It's an interesting aspect about the saints because they're just as good as they were last year, but they also add a, Starting caliber quarterback as their backup quarterback. Probable wrong. I think. I think. I think the Panthers are in a similar situation with Teddy or with what's his face, the guy that Kyle played from. Yeah, Kyle Allen. Um, I think the, you look at the teams that are going to make that handoff anyways, like the Chargers. What we were just talking about, they're going to make that handoff eventually anyways. They wouldn't be negatively impacted. And Foles now you look at the opposite side of the coin. If Pat Mahomes goes down, the char- the Chiefs are fucked. Right. Without Pat Mahomes, that is not. A, I don't even know if that's a playoff team without Pat Mahomes. They won quite a few games without Mahomes last week, last year. You, he's only gone two two weeks. I thought he was gone four. Was it four? I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was two. And he's gone four, and they won three of the four games, including the game that he went out on, which isn't actually fair to even count. The defense uh, is legit. The defense is legit, but I think I don't. Do you do you trust their offensive weapons cumulatively as much this year no, as you did I, last? I trust Andy Reid. Okay. That's the thing. That the regular they, they season, have, sure. When, when have you not seen a really successful Chiefs team since Andy Reid's been there? He's one of the greatest coaches of all time, and he just suffered some terrible mishaps. And he was lucky enough to have two really good quarterbacks while he's been there. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. yeah if, it, if it wasn't for Andy Reid, that would be the worst division for coaches. I mean, the the, the Raider, Gruden. Um, Agreed. Is it, is it still Anthony Lynn for San Diego? Yes. Yeah. Or and, L.A.? And let me just say, Anthony Lynn, he does not impress me in hard knocks. Uh, you see two coaches in that, so different. in that setup. Sean McVay, who's just all over it, dude. He's all over everything. And then you see Anthony Lynn, kind of like a boomer. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I just feel like I'm just watching him and, and like he's in these Zoom conversations and I'm like, okay, boomer. We're in like a we're just, in a weird position. If you look at like the ages of NFL coaches, some of the yeah. teams are adopting younger coaches right. who are very with it, player forward, believe in analytics and, and and you know, different aids. And then you have some of those old school I grew up playing football, like get this tablet out of here, who just resisted at every turn. Sean McVay's the truth, man. I love that dude. I'm telling you, I, like I, I know he he did not succeed last year. They made some bad I don't roster. Think, I don't think Goss very good. They they made some, yes, I mean, that, I think that's certain, but yeah. they, they made some bad roster moves last year. The Goff uh, signing in last offseason was terrible. Um, but, dude, they're, listen, if you don't think Sean McVay is going to come back eventually and be the Sean McVay he's always been, you're you're wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, he is a great coach, and he that, that team will go even if it's not this year. That team will be good. In the future. Most of their issues did start up front, but I'll tell you what they. I know they're not making any decisions. I think until after the season. If Jalen Ramsey does not get re-signed there, what a terrible move! Yeah. Mortgage everything, and you can't even keep the player. Dude, it's already been addressed multiple times in Hard Knocks, and it's awkward every time it's addressed. It's, a, a, group of, a group of Zoom reporters asked Jalen Ramsey about it, and he literally was like, man, I'm just trying to... Like, he gave a very basic response, and then they go, well, what does that mean? And then he just flipped on him, got up, took his headset off, walked away, 
then this you could tell like the 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 recording staff made him come back and then he sat back down and he was super awkward he went on this like 10 minute rant Dude, Jalen Ramsey is just—he's unhinged. He's, I, I, he's, I actually, he's an odd fellow. I actually read that article on ESPN a while back. Um, they are not a while back, but as it was happening, and um, part of it's like he's like, man, I don't want—I don't want to resign if we're not going to be good. A Jacksonville mm-hmm. wore his ass down. Um, <laughs> but, but but why do you think if you're Jalen Ramsey in this situation, and obviously he can think whatever he wants, but why do you just assume that somewhere good will take your contract on? Because uh, there was definitely some sort of conversation that took place during that trade. There's really no doubt about it. You can tell every bit in this. Uh, somebody approached Jalen Ramsey from the Rams organization is like, we're going to get you taken care of. Don't you worry. Because a player can say like, hey, if you trade me, I'm not going to play. And that just, report, yeah. it just destroys a trade immediately. Especially if you're trading two first-round picks for a player. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're a player and you say, hey, if you do this and I don't have a contract, I'm not going to do it. Somebody from the Rams came to him and said, Jalen, when you come over here, we're going to – you play out this year, we're going to get you taken care of in the offseason. So that that's definitely what took him – and I have no doubt they will get a deal put you in place. To. He's so talented, man. He's so fucking talented. Like, no matter what you think about him, would I rather have Derwin James? Because I think he's just as good of a talent, but – not the fucking head case that you 100%. And that's what's so awesome about Hard Knocks is you actually see two FSU just juggernauts. Like these five-star, you know, guys that just went right through the college system, immediately came out, just destroyed the combine and became, you know, great NFL player just right from the get-go. One is just an egomaniac and the other guy, Derwin James, is going to be a special player, I think. Oh, yeah. As long as, as, long as he can be healthy. He's he, he's something amazing to watch for sure, but so uh, we have a bit of a uh, interview that we want to play for you guys, um, and it's with Miguel Mendor, uh, who is a self-proclaimed Tampa Bay Buccaneers rapper. Uh, I would argue the greatest Buccaneer rapper alive, but you can decide for yourself. Um, so we did this interview earlier and we are going to play it for you now. Hey, so we have on the cast with us today, uh, Tampa legend, Miguel Mendor, uh, who we came across at the sports memory, uh, initially because he was posting a bunch of his raps on, uh, various, uh, Bucks pages. Uh, you could say he's quite the legend on Bucks pages. So Miguel, Thank you so much for being on, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me, Joe. Yeah, man. So uh, I'm very excited. This is my first podcast. Yeah, I'm very interested, and in, I'm grateful for y'all having me. Oh, for yeah, sure. Um, I really, I, I really love my Buccaneers, and um, I'm a comedian actually. Also, like I'm very funny, but a lot of people take my, you know, music not as a joke because I'm naturally funny. But you know, I take my time and my heart into my music, and um, I've always been a Buck fan. I used to live in Tampa. For four years, but I live in um. I've been living in North Carolina now for two years now. I'm in college. Wait, so you don't um, you don't live in Tampa anymore? No, sir, I don't. Okay, I've been, been I've, I've been li- yes, sir, I've been living. I've been living in Tampa in a long time. Okay, since um since maybe 2006. That's so the last you can time take the man there. out of Tampa, but you can't take Tampa out of the man. What That's about right. that, Miguel? That's right, man. You can't. Yeah, 
You yeah, can't. Yeah, you can't. I'm a, I'm a diehard Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Exactly. So Tampa, no way you can never take it out. No, man, you can't. But he was born inside Tampa. Tampa will never leave him. I truly believe that about Miguel. So, by any chance, are you also a Carolina Panthers rapper? Oh uh, no, no, I'm not. I just, uh, I just came out here for school. Oh, okay. What, what, what school you go to? I was born and raised. I was born and uh, I go to. Uh, I do online classes. Uh, Strayer University right now. Word. It's, Word. it's online. Mm-hmm. So, Miguel, yeah, uh, we, we wanted to bring you on. Uh, we want to know about your story. Um, very intriguing personality, to say the least. Uh, everybody in the Bucks community seems to know about you. So, my yes, first sir. my first question for you, buddy, is uh, when did this all start? When did you decide uh, not only that you were going to become a legendary rapper, but that you were going to become a legendary Bucks rapper? I'm actually, you know, uh, one, because, you know, I'm tired of people always talking about my team and how we're never going to have an impact on the football field, how we're never going to win the Super Bowl, how the odds is against us. And so, you know, uh, it just motivates me because I always liked the music growing up and I always liked my team. And I just want to, you know, try to, uh, you know, kind of be like the hype man, but, you know, talk about positive stuff through my team. So hopefully, you know, the things I talk about, some of it come true. You know, and I just always liked the music and telling me they bucked me So I figured I'll start doing, you know, freestyles and stuff. Um, a lot of people do appreciate me as far as the fan base, but I do get crit- criticized also. So um, that do push me harder, sir. There's, but, you a, know, there's always going to be critics out there, Miguel. Uh, you block out the haters, man. Yep. You got to block them out. When you're at the top, everyone wants to take a bite at you. Never forget that. So, um yes, Buddy, uh, so you just started posting some freestyles on on Bucks pages, and uh, what was your reception initially? Like to be honest with you, to make one good, uh, my dream was always to get an anthem song, and I want all the Bucks fans to listen to this song before we play games and give us hope. And you know, hopefully, the NFL players listen to some of my music and motivate them to want to play even harder on the field, so we could be where we need to be at this year. So. Like, it's our time this year, hopefully. Hell yeah, man. Got the Brady in the house. Got Miguel Mendor on the on the mic. I don't think there's any stopping mm-hmm. the Bucks, quite frankly. It's, there's no stopping the Bucks this year. Fire them cannons. Fire them cannons. I, I think some of the people, uh, a lot of people a lot of people are saying because Tom Brady, he's old and we don't have an old line. People saying it's gonna be a disaster. Then they're trying to say Gronk is not even gonna last five games because he get help. I mean because he gets hurt. Um, I don't believe that. I believe they're going to stay uh, healthy, both of them. We have a running back that's going to have a breakout year, Ronald Jones. So I believe uh, we don't have to use uh, Tom Brady as much in the air. Like James so, Winston. So Miguel, I was a big, I was a big James Winston fan. So, so Miguel, you're, you're, let him go. you're living in, in enemy territory, division rival territory. Is there a, a, someone similar to you that represents the Panthers? Do you guys ever battle rap, little NFC South battle rap? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we have a couple of things going on here, but not really. I mean, uh, I do have a couple of groups. It's like NFC uh, Trash Talk. It's NFC South Asian, and it's all different uh, football fans. And they join groups, and they talk about different things, how they can make teams better. They talk about the rivalry teams that they might not like or, or whatever. But, not, I mean, not really, you know. When people see my Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers uh, snapback and I'm wearing it outside and stuff, because there's a lot of Panther fans. So, you know, we don't like the Panthers, the Falcons, so, and the Saints. So you're the premier. So, you're, you're saying right now, on the record, you're the best battle rapper, football battle rapper in the NFC South. 
I mean, I just started. Uh, I think I'm one of them, yeah. But uh, I actually had a battle rap the other day on Bucks Life. Uh, a lot of people, I believe, it wasn't it wasn't voted fair. Uh, but yeah, I did have a battle rap the other day. It was my first time ever battle rap. Yeah, man. Go, let's go, Miguel. So, Fire them cannons, and son. It was just, and it was just a freestyle. You hear me? And uh, the dude, the dude that I was going against, named Cody Rogers, he actually wrote down. His rap battle oh, against so he cheated. That's Damn. cheating. That's cheating, so, Miguel. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I'm man. Supposed to be a Patriots so, fan. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really put my heart into this, and uh, I hope you know this can be a uh, you know a career for the future. Um, I was dreaming about to be honest with you. Growing up, I was dreaming about being a Tampa Bay Buccaneers mascot, and I was going to the games. Okay. that was one of my dreams growing up. My first Ronde, my first jersey was Ronde Barber. Hey, there you go. Growing up. Dude, you, you ever heard the acoustics inside one of those big mascot heads? They're pretty good, man. You could do some recording in yeah. there. Yeah, I would, you know, so I always had different goals. Yeah, I always just loved it at Tampa Bay area and the nice beaches, you know, the different things they have. They have good food out there and just different things, you know. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited, and I hope it does get me somewhere. Uh, I would like to continue doing, you know, videos and different things. Again, uh, part of the community as I can. So, Miguel, you on the record, keep hustling, bro. You can't stop. Can't uh, stop hustling. On the record, where do you think the Bucks lie in the uh, season? Where do you think they fall? Oh, far as in like overall, or yeah, like yeah, what's the record? record? What's, what's, what, what, let's let's give it a Vegas over under sixteen wins. Where are you taking? Oh, correct me if I'm right or wrong. Um, how many games are they going to be? Because I'm not sure. I've been told it was only. First, I've been told it was going to be like 18. Then I've been told it was going to be 16. We're just talking about the regular season, right? Yeah, like right, 16. regular I season. Mean, so there's 16 games, but they might do a bonus game just because Brady's in the house. Okay, so it might be. Is it going to be a part-time game we're I, going to have also? I, I would suspect, man. You got Brady in town. Why not just load up another game? Maybe play like a local high school team. Make a whole day about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'll say, yeah, to be honest with you, uh, you know, uh, I, I, we won it real bad. I want to say realistically, I'll give us thirteen and three. So under sixteen. Okay. <laughs> I give us probably thirteen and three through the season. We lose three. three games. I like we thirteen three and three. And the schedule I was looking at, sir. Uh, the only teams I really see that it might be a competition, unless they change the schedule. I'm not sure. It will be uh, the Packers and the Chiefs. Uh, maybe the Saints, but I don't think so. Because I really like our secondary. We step yeah, up, our secondary steps up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are only really three teams, the teams that made it a playoff last year. Those only te- Our schedule is really difficult this year. I know that. It's tough. It is. It is. We play the Saints. We, uh, we play the Falcons. Nice. I don't really believe. Yeah, I think they're still rebuilding the Falcons, the Panthers. I'm not really a threat to them. I'm just, maybe, uh, maybe the Saints, we might be a threat to them. But, but we can stop Mike, Michael Thomas. I think we'll be okay, but that that secondary, Jamel Dean, Sean Bunting, you know, you have. Uh, I don't know if we still have Andrew Adams. Do we have a game back? Andrew Adams the secondary uh, out. Not sure. I actually don't. I don't okay. believe so. Not sure, but I. Um, I, but do. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm I'm guessing 16 games this year. I'm I'm a little bit more bullish, I think, maybe than you on the Bucks. But uh, 16 games, and we play the bonus game. Maybe we, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we lose that game if it's against a high school team, just to you know build up good faith, show that. Brady's a good man. Uh, so 16-1 and one is my prediction for this year. Um, but we, we only lose one. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah, man, it's good. Good. It's a solid. Year. It's a, a solid year. Solid year. That is a good record. But I, 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 I want to give. See, sir, I just don't see how we're not going to be able to uh, go to playoffs. We just Dude, have too many weapons. We There's will, no way we have to though. We will go to the playoffs by that time. You know, um, everything's going to be kicking off. Uh, we're going to get some more mixtapes together with with uh, you and you and uh, White Goodman, and uh, it's it's going to be yes, good, sir. man. It's going to be it's going to be. Now you have a year. question because I have to ask. Uh, one person on the uh, on the Buccaneers fan base, one of the group sides, and they they actually is Goodman even actually a real person. I said I don't know, but if I get more uh, information, I will find out. Because you know, uh, I follow him actually on the. Uh, I'm a group of the, the, the Vipers Life, right? The Tim Bay Vipers, and um, he does actually comedy videos and different stuff for the Vipers also. So people wait, always ask me, good, "Well, good. we can't wait to hear this mixtape." You know if he's real, if he's fake, if he's a made-up person. I said I don't know. I can't really answer that part. No, he's That's real, man. He lives in yeah. a mo- he lives in a mobile home right down the street from me. Actually, I, I met him first uh, mm-hmm. when I was walking my seven pit bulls uh, down the road, and he was just there mm-hmm. freestyling on the corner. And I went up to him and I said, "Hey." That's cool. Hey, yeah, no, man. He was, he was just there. Like, you know, he, he doesn't do it for anyone specifically, just anybody walking by. And we got to talking. Um, he's got six pit, bull, pit bulls of his own. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, man, we, we were just talking, and I was like, dude, I think I've seen you somewhere. And he said, uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 I rep for the Vipers. I'm, I'm a Vipers uh, PR guy. And, uh, yeah, that, he does commercials, I believe, also. Yeah, I, I think, think he I does. Him I'm pretty sure. I think yeah. I think I saw him in like a Revlon commercial and like uh yeah, but no, yeah, he's, I've seen him on a commercial before. He's on YouTube. He's worldwide, um for sure. But yeah, so mm-hmm. but I want to get back to you, Miguel. You know, I, I I'm we have a relationship with uh, White Goodman on the page and everything, but I want to keep this on I you, buddy. So, um, at you know, when did you when did you first start rapping? First of all, how, how old are you? Well, I'm actually 25. 25? I was born in 94. Okay. No, I'm 25. Word? I was born, yeah, I'm 25. I was I born in 94. You're, you're still a young stunner. Yeah. Young I just stunner. started really, uh, really last year. I just started, because, uh, you know, a lot of the anthem songs people come out with, I think they're like dumpster juice. So I want to make an impact, you know. I'm not putting down on other people that made music for our team. You know, I heard I heard two decent tapes, two decent songs before. One was by uh, Tampa Tony, I believe. He did one song with like the Cats piece with the Buccaneers, and uh, you know, it, it did have a nice hook and stuff. But I didn't hear too many good songs. You're, Miguel, Miguel, know, talk t- talk a little bit away from the microphone there. You're you're uh, you're you're kind of coming in staticky there. I'm sorry about that. No, I'm you're good. Um, you're good. You're good. Um, I mean, a lot of the, I never heard too many good Buccaneers anthem songs. Right, that's so good ones after the Super Bowl run. I, I, I was, I was always motivated to always make a good song that people would listen to. I'm going to listen to Miguel Mendor before we start, you know, and get hyped and, you know, excited. Sure. I always want to be that person that, you know, people listen to my songs. Sure. You know, a lot of people, people tell me all the time, my kids love you. They listen to you. They think you're funny. Uh, you know, congratulations. Don't, don't let people uh, stop your dream. Cause I, cause um, there was plenty of times where I just wanted to give up on it and stuff. Because it's a lot of people on the fan group that, you know, support me and see potential in me and give me. It's okay to give me a bad criticism. Just help me, you know, in my area that, you know, I need help in, you know. But I'm pretty soon I'm going to be where I need to be. For sure, man. And I will be the main man that people say, you know, Miguel Mendo, I know that kid. 
Dude, if, 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 if you're trying to get in shape, you just got to keep putting in reps, man. So I got a couple questions for you. Uh, number one, um, in terms, you know, you're you're young in your rap career, but uh, where would you say you rank all time uh, just, just right now? And, and I know it's early on, so I'm not going to say, you know, you're up there by Tupac or anything like that, but like all time rappers, where do you rank? Like, like what rapper would you compare yourself to? Like what for, for as right now? Yeah, like like right now, just just now in your career, like I know where you want to be, but like right mm-hmm. now, where are you in your career? Would you say lyrically? I mean, I I kind of just started a year ago, and I really mainly freestyle. I wrote two songs ever since I ever started. One was for the Bucks, and I do other songs too. I do uh, gospel music. I'm going to give you my YouTube information. I don't know if y'all seen all my music on YouTube, but I do gospel and I do different things too. Do you I rap, go- like gospel rap? I can't sing. I sing a little bit. I have a, uh, I have an R&B song out there also. It's okay. on my YouTube page. It's called a high fashion. And, yeah. uh, do you think there's an opportunity for, for football R&B crossovers? Right. Kind of like I some sensual after a game, off. you know, Ma- making love to the I'm end zone. Go- yeah, yes, sir. I'm going to do pop out. I'm going to do pop also. What about like this one? Different people. So people you- like my music, different cultures. What so I want to do different things, what, not what, just rap. What other type of music do you do? Any country or rock or anything like that? Um, I mean, I try to do a little rock, kind of like a little rock rap. Like I try to freestyle uh, the baby, the rock star song, the baby ass. I don't know if y'all heard it or not. Uh, of course, I yeah, I, I like I like Bop better, but you know that one's okay. Right? Are you able to give mm-hmm. us a little sample? Hey, if we if we queued you up with some of our, uh, um, you know, uh, some of our actual theme song music, you think you could think you could vibe to it? Drop us oh, a quick here, Miguel. Let's quick thirty second freestyle. I mean, yeah, I think so. We try right, to let me we, answer and that the one question you was asking me about uh, which rapper was. Not, I don't know. Y'all ever heard of? I don't think I rap like him, but y'all ever heard of? Uh, um, he's a YouTube rapper. His name is Fifty Tyson. No, I haven't heard no. of him. Mm-mm. Like yeah, the chicken. He's more of a YouTube it's chicken or people boxer. Trying to say, uh, I ra- people say I, ra- I rap. No, I'm not talking about Mike Tyson, the boxer, but his name is uh, Fifty Tyson. Uh, he's a rapper on YouTube and stuff. A lot of people say I rap like him. Some people, one of my favorite rappers of all time, uh, Kodak Black. He's from Florida, so a lot of people say I rap like him. Right? Oh, nice. I don't think yeah, so. Kodak Black, right. no joke. So, that's what some people say, but I don't think so. Though. All right. But um, all time, I could tell you one of my all time favorite rappers growing up. I always just listen to. Uh, it's hard, you know, but uh, Lil Boosie, uh, Lil Wayne, Drake, um, Biggie, and Tupac, it was before my time, kind of. Who's, so who's your favorite player you know, on the Bucks? So yeah, I know you mentioned earlier you would love it if, if Bucks listened to the, some of the players listened to you before the game to get pumped up. If, if the one player that was listening to you come out and said, I'm a big Miguel fan, uh, who would it be? Yeah. It's, oh, for like the active roster. Number one player. He said, I listen to Miguel before every game. Who, who would you want that to be? Miguel, Miguel gets my juices going. Who is that guy? Can I can I name one that's not playing and one that is playing? Uh, please, yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely, sir. Okay, one that's not playing. I have to go with Mike Osto, 
the A train. Mike Allstott. All right. Uh, yep. Honestly. All right. Getting the A when train. I think of, when I think up. of rap, I think of Mike Allstott. So that Same. makes a lot of sense. Same. Uh, what about second. who's the active That's player? My second player of all time. That's my second. Okay. Football player I love on the temple of all time. Nothing. Numero you news. Uh, wait, can I guess your second one? Would you let me guess? Yeah, that's my second. All right, my my second oh, my what? second one I'm thinking is a Mike Glennon. Uh, no, no, negative. A little bit. What do you think of Mike? No, what do you think of Mike Glennon's look? He's got a, he's got a unique look. You know, he's got the the, think, the long seven foot neck. I think he's funny. I thought he was okay. They just I just don't think they really gave him a chance. Right. Like he didn't really have you know enough time to try to figure is out. Is it is it Ali Marpet? It's probably Ali Marpet. Uh, Ali Marpet. No, he, he's no. Actually, you know, it is. It'll be uh, the person that I would like to listen to my songs. Um, Devin White. I'm a big fan of Devin White. Okay. Uh, okay. He reminds me. He reminds me of a young Derrick Brooks already. So it would have to be Devin White. I talk about a lot of defense. Okay. In my songs, I like it. So, okay. You know, defense win championships. So. All right, hey, Miguel. Hey. Miguel. So uh, we'd be honored if you flowed to our uh, theme song music. Uh, it's a song that we paid thousands of dollars for. Um, so we hope you wow. like it. Um, it's called "Flight to Tunisia," and uh, we'd like it. Uh, so get get ready here. I'm going to give you a little intro just so you can hear what it's like. Find the beat, and then find the beat, and then uh, I'm going to play it back for you. So just listen for the first five seconds. Oops, that's the wrong one. Um, (laughs) that is not the right one okay well technical difficulty there are we live on the radio also I'm sorry. On the radio and stuff. No, no. This is this is just this is just a podcast, my friend. Um, but hold on a second here. Let me get this queued up. No, still not it. Usually, yeah, so far. Not a Disney movie. (laughs) (laughs) It could be. That'd be cool. Hold on one second. All right, I'm with. Talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Talk amongst yourselves, fellas. But uh... Miguel, what's your favorite Disney movie? Disney movie, uh, that's that's a hard one. Um, hmm. motherfucking I mean, Jungle Book all day. Jungle I Book, a whack pick. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. That's a good one. I like it. Solid. I like it's it. A good one. You you like you 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 a big uh, live action Disney guy, or you were more of a purist? I mean, growing up, I listened to. Uh, I mean, growing up, um, Disney. I watched Disney. I watch uh, just different things. You, you like the cartoons, right? Up. You're not. You don't like the lot. Li- my mom. Yeah. My mom used to make me watch soap operas with her. Get Emma Watson like out of here. General. Little guiding light. Like that. I think everyone's mother made me watch soap operas with them. If if Gaston played in the NFL for the Bucks, what position would he play? Got to be tight end, right? Uh, Gaston does play for the Bucks. I actually play. I actually <laughs> play football. I played football in high school. Okay. What high school? What position? I played uh, cornerback and I played safety. That's why you love the defense. And, uh, hey. It was only one. It was one guy that made it to the NFL from my uh, high school. Only one guy made it. That's uh, his cool. Name is Justin Sim- his, his name is Justin Simeon. Oh, yeah. We know Simeon. He played safety. He played safety for the Broncos. I played high school football with him. Wow. He's All good. Right, right on, man. He's I really good. I was born and raised in Martin County, Martin County School, Florida. All right, Miguel. So. 
I apologize for the technical difficulty a second ago. We got the song all queued up, and again, this is the theme song. Um, it's not really like a great beat per se, but mm-hmm. just you know, if you can flow to it, you can. If not, you know, just let us know. But here, listen to five seconds, and then I'm gonna shut it off, and then I'm gonna tune it up, and then we want to hear you Spitfire. So here it goes. Okay. The beat actually kicks in. in a yeah, the beat here. the beat kicks in a second. So, right here is when you'd want your rap to start. Boom, boom, boom. Fight them cannons. Fight them cannons. All right. So now, now, now we're gonna in this. You know, if we can lay down a track and use it, we can use it. But uh, so he, here's the official uh, Miguel Mendor live freestyle on the Sports Memory Podcast. Here we go. Much legend in the house. Let's get it. Fired and tennis, I see the vision. Fired and tennis, we the number one in the division. Statistics, it's odds against us. Fucking is we win the Super Bowl is not a must. We got goals, that's a Super Bowl goal. Top goals. We have to work on that defense. Secondary, no fly zone. Buccaneers got that custom-made cologne. We smell good. Winning is the key. Buccaneers. It's kind of hard, but I'm kind of, you know, I'm trying to get a hang of it. No, no bro, that, was, <laughs> yeah, that, that was good, man. man. Dude, that was we liked it. No, we were riding. We were riding. We were riding with him, bro. Riding. Yeah, dude. Yeah, right, I, mean, right. I can do it over again. Yeah, I'll no, do it over yeah, again. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, let's let's cue it up again. Uh, let's say, dude. I, I like the bulls. I really like the bulls yeah. rhyme. That was that was no, that, that was, was fire, dope. man. All right. So here Smelling we go again. Good. I try to put up. Smelling I try to do updated. I try to do updated players and stuff on it. So hell yeah, man. And different things. I try to be creative. So, so like you see like a guy like you know Todd Bowles come on board and you just look up a bunch of rhymes for Bowles. I like it. Here we go. Yeah. We're gonna fire this yeah, up again. To come up. So everybody, okay. the Sports Memory Podcast. This is Miguel Mendor with an official freestyle using the Sports Memory own flight to Tunisia. Mm. Tunisia. Buccaneers. Buccaneers. We're winning games. They say cheers. Pretty cheerleaders. Tampa Nation. Buccaneers. We dropping bombs on the Saints. The Aints. The Panthers. We took them off the map. We love the rap. Buck fast. Super Bowl is the pass. Tumble Bay logo mask. Protect yourself from COVID-19. Buccaneers, we are by 19. Bruce Aaron Feed. Get them boys right in the locker room. Buccaneers, we smooth. We groove. Ten is on everybody. Playoffs, and we take off. Like 2002, it's the repeat. We got the heat. We don't spare anybody. We come for Drew Breeze and he freeze. Matt Ryan, he's a dirty bird. We took his wings. Fucking near certified. We ride to the way. Fucking near the way. Temple Bay, Raging. We don't play LFG. Fight them cannons. 
Hey. Yes, sir. Falling yes, like sir. Dude, Falling Miguel. Like Miguel. We appreciate that, buddy. Dude, so, hey, hot fire. I was a little bit nervous. I promise next time it'll be better. That was Next time, uh, you need to get yourself a mic, dude. You could order one on Amazon for like ten bucks. Uh, next time, okay. we'll bring you on. We'll get you. We'll, we'll get you some live flow. Uh, get you a little bit of better sound. But, dude, I think that was fire. Um, but I want to. Yeah, so give me. I have a question too for you, sir. Yeah. Before I cut you off. What's up, my friend? Uh, so overall, we actually will make a good Buccaneers anthem song that we're going to big league. Like overall, like what, what exactly are they looking for? Is it the lyrics? Is it the bars? The hook? The whole thing? The beat. Like, like what will what will bring what will catch on my design? So we're all the Buccaneers fans. We listen to the song before the game. Well, have you ever? Like, we'll make it. Have you ever heard the song uh, or the anthem for? Um, it is the 49ers. Bang, bang, not a gang. Oh, yeah. Kind of like, uh, I do don't you, know. Did I hear what do you think of that song? one? I'm not, sure. um, I'm not sure exactly um, who, who that is. Well, have, you, have you heard Dab on Him by KBE, the Panthers song? Um, the Panthers song. Did I hear the Panthers? I don't think so. Yeah, you got you got to look that one up. That's uh, that was that was a good one, and you're in enemy territory over there. Well, so uh, check check that song out, Miguel. Uh, I want to I want to ask you a question uh, because it seems like you know um, you've been you've been getting yourself out there a lot with Bucks fans, and one kind of you know co- bit of collateral damage that I've seen is it seems like there's a bit of a rap battle going on right now in Tampa. Uh, I know you battled somebody live, but do you know a guy by the name of Brian Murph? Do you know Brian this individual? Murph. Um, I heard of a name. I think he's on one of the Timber Tape Buccaneers groups. I don't know his person. He, you know. he does not like you, man. It seems like you guys got some beef, Brian Murph. It's a lot of them because uh, they know I'm a walking legend, and a lot of them uh, just don't appreciate what I do. Some people think I'm trolling. I'm Damn just straight. doing it. Some people think I'm just doing it for cloud, but no, I'm a real Buccaneers fan. Well, you know, I've been a fan. I got pictures. I got pictures when I was a little boy. I got pictures when my mom took me to the games. Some people appreciate me a lot. Some people down me like they want me to quit or they're praying on my downfall. But I'm a legend, man. And if I do make it big time in fitness, I'm going to give back to the right. whole Tampa Bay community, to the kids. Uh, I'm just going to give back, you know. Well, shit, you know, well, let me, this my- Brian Murph guy, he seems to have it in for you, man. I just saw this message came across today, but this is what he wrote. And this is in response to your rap battle with Cody Rogers, which you can only imagine is all across the interwebs at this point. But uh, Miguel Mendor, for one, you are worse than mumble rappers. You sound like worse than garbage cans clinking together. Secondly, and he spells secondly with a two N-D-L-Y, you're a bitch and bitch spelled B-Y-T-C-H. For blocking me and everybody in all caps knows you are a fucking hot garbage including other fan bases just give it up and never hold a microphone again as long as you're alive you got roasted and spit it out worse than papa doc and eight mile by cody rogers oh, not even trash like you are bitch. pond scum p.s i actually kind of yeah, love you uh, <laughs> it's yeah, a weird end true. a lot of people I have another rap battle on my page. You have to actually go on my uh, my Facebook page. I rap way better than that dude. Uh, <laughs> he actually wrote, "How can you, how can you uh, write 
write a, a verse on the rap battle. Sure. First, the, 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 the original agreement was we go live on Saturday to do forfeit, to do forfeit and have a witness. Uh, Matt Grisham set up the whole thing. He's a, a high-known uh, Bucks fan. And it's another Bucks fan named Matt. His last name is, I think, uh, we, dude, it, it doesn't matter, Miguel. We don't need to get into all that. Yeah. I, I was just curious what your thoughts were on the rap battle and all that. But, Miguel, um, we are out of time. It wasn't judged fair either. So we, it wasn't judged accordingly. We're we, we, we out of time, my I'm friend. The goat, man. I'm the GOAT. But we, you are the GOAT, buddy. Yeah, and that's why we had you on. Um, and, dude, we really appreciate you coming on the pod. Um, hopefully, we can meet up you at a Bucks tailgate. We want you back on the show sometime. Uh, I'd love to set up a rap battle between you and White Goodman. I uh, tried to get him here today, but he I, he's, he's kind of a, a bit of a, a wild card, that guy. So we couldn't get him on today. He looks like he, drink, he, looks like he drinks a lot of beer. He drinks a <laughs> lot of beer, man. I mean, there, there's you no, are right about that. There's no accounting for that bubbly body other than high beer consumption. So balling like McGill. You know, are you are you familiar with uh, DJ Fresh? DJ, yeah, man. He, DJ Fresh was on our show just a couple couple shows ago. Yeah, he motivates me too because he said one thing I remember him saying is, "Yeah, I do like you know the rhymes into it." And then he he compared me to Kanye West. Yeah, I believe. In I remember that. that. I see uh, it. I see it. I remember that. But the only thing he, the only thing that he helped motivate me too, because criticism makes me push harder. He said, "I need I need to be more in tune. Like uh, instead of going from always different angles, like make people not lost. Even though the rhymes are catchy, people listen to the rhymes in a different." Little metaphors or little small stuff I put out. I'm gonna put more metaphors. Yeah, you gotta put, dude. Lil Wayne built his entire career in metaphors. But hey, Miguel, we're hitting the 30 minute mark on our interview. So, dude, I appreciate Thanks. everything. Um, that's all the time we got today. But we're gonna have you on again today, or we're gonna have you on again another time. And buddy, I appreciate everything that you do, and uh, keep it up, man. Uh, we'll keep supporting you. Uh, I'm going to try and get White in here to remix that one track you sent us. And uh, any closing words for your fans? Yeah, I mean, just uh, keep an eye on for me. Uh, Miguel Mendor. That's my YouTube. Subscribe me on YouTube. Miguel Mendor. Hell yeah. I'll yes, send sir. you the information. Okay. And um, like I said, I got a lot of different things going on. So. Sure, keep buddy. doing you, bro. Keep doing you. All right, man. Well, uh, thank you so much. And uh, have a great night, man. Appreciate it. So that was Miguel Mendor, uh, the official Bucks rapper. Um, what a ride. What a ride. I, official, unofficial. Yeah, official, unofficial Bucks rapper. And, and what a we ride the Bucks yelling at that us. interview was. It Kill was, and it. We, we, Balling like Miguel. We, we were looking forward to it for a long time. And, dude, we, we honestly, like, we, we, we respect Miguel a lot. But uh, another topic that we want to discuss tonight is people like Miguel, who, you know, he came up very much through uh, just pretty much posting to Facebook groups. Uh, We've known of people that have become uh, famous, quote unquote, from the comment section. Um, If you've never heard of Felipe Carvalho, I highly recommend you Google him. He was an extremely interesting personality. Uh, who kind of rose to the top, and we were even covering him. We wrote multiple articles about him. Uh, don't Google him at work. Just don't, <laughs> don't Google him at work because uh, something led to his fall. But the, the topic is basically uh, these individuals that have basically become famous through just kind of putting themselves out there on social media. Uh, and Miguel Mendor's 
case. You know, when we first started this page, we joined a bunch of groups from other teams, and a lot of these groups were Bucks pages. And I could not stop seeing uh, freestyle after freestyle after freestyle. Miguel promoting himself. Um, what? So, what? What are your guys' thoughts on Miguel? Uh, Dude hustles. Dude hustles hard. Man, yeah. he, he was a lot. He was more soft spoken than I was expecting. Um, yeah. Real nice, like, kind of fun to talk to, but uh, very super pa- nice dude. Passionate. passionate. Yeah. Yep. And easily the greatest Bucks rapper of all time. There's really no doubt about it. Hands down. Hands down. Yep. But these other guys, like, uh, did you guys ever hear about A.J. Walken? So A.J. Walken was a guy a number of years ago who became internet famous viral because he would just take the same, he goes, uh, I, I don't know how to comment on this post, but here's a recipe for the greatest Blueberry pancakes you will ever eat. I think I've actually seen that, yeah. Mm. This guy blew up so big on, on, on the internet. And th- we're talking about, like, back in, like, 2012, 2013. Like, this is huge. Like, when the Facebook comment section was just coming into its own and all this, uh, this guy was just huge. And they, they did stories about him. Just a college guy. And he was like, hey, you know, I was going to a lot of comment sections, and I realized that all this shit was super negative. So I just kind of wanted to lift people up by giving this pancake. So it's just fucking weird that this guy became famous just by posting a pancake recipe on a bunch of things. It's yeah, awesome. Homie's got my vote, dude. I can, I can see you doing Pancakes like 2020. So, so, pancakes so, so these people... Yeah, Drew, Drew, is, is, your, uh, is your statement there? Anyone can do it? Like, any, is that like, hey, it could be you. Anybody you know what, can do listener? this. It can be you. Simply through repetition, you can generate a Facebook following that I guarantee you, you never thought imaginable. And guys like Miguel Mendor, dude, some people hate him. Some people love him on these Bucks pages, but everybody knows about him. Yo, fuck a hater. So he, yeah, fuck the haters. But dude, Miguel Mendor has generated a following that yeah. you cannot deny. Miguel is that shit. Yeah. Dude. So whatever you think about Miguel, man, he's doing his thing. Uh, but there's been some other guys that have done this. Uh, Felipe Carvalho, who we we used to just adore. We had like uh, memes about the guy. We wrote articles about the guy. Then. All that, of a sudden, I'm, that creepy I'm cruising through my Facebook timeline, and I literally see child pornography. I saw it. I was one of the people that saw it. So, I, dude, here I am, a guy that's written articles about this guy, posted, like, memes, repping this guy, and he posted this on his wall. So, anyways, gets deleted. I reported it immediately. Uh, a bunch of people are just, like, and I start realizing in the next few days, every one of this post, people are commenting, you're a pedophile, like all this shit. So this guy who came from nothing, he was commenting in literally comment sections and he got his following up to like 90,000 people. It's insane. And he just completely died overnight. You will not see Miguel Mendora on any posts anymore because because he did Felipe this. Carvalho. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm oof. I'm sorry. sorry Miguel. I'm sorry, Miguel. <laughs> sorry. Swapped up your names. You will not see Felipe Carvalho on any post anymore because of this fucking mishap. So it's it you, you saw a guy take off so extreme, gain eighty thousand followers, and then boom, was dead overnight. Um, and that's how it goes. That's the world we live in. You know? And good fucking right, riddance. So. Good fucking riddance. Right. The fleeting nature of 
Internet fame. Success. <laughs> <laughs> know what the fuck you're posting online. And uh, so I also didn't Miguel say bye. he was a comedian. He I did. Hear, he I did. See his stand. I do too. That's what I want him to put out next. Like, don't put up your next rap one, man. How about you take the little break and let's let's work on your stand up a little bit. That's what I want to. Okay, say. so Brandon, you have you have access to the Sports Memory Messenger. Uh, message him tonight and say, hey, we've we've we, we want a tight ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We uh we we've heard about your rap, but we want to hear about your stand up. We want a tight ten. If you can make them sports related, let's do it. Let's get a segment in a Miguel stand up, maybe just one liners stand up battle. Him. <laughs> I don't know. We wanted to rap battle him so hard, but the yeah. guy that was supposed to rap battle him never showed up tonight, so didn't happen. He was also so soft and sweet on his uh his little phone call. He was <laughs> little Miguel, man. He was he was he was a baby doll, and we appreciate you coming on, Miguel. Hundred percent, yeah, for sure. But guys, real, real, real quick, one question before before we so are we, would you guys pick uh, Kansas City to be the Super Bowl favorite this year? Is Kansas City AFC West? Is AFC West crowning the Super Bowl again? Uh, yes, I have to give it to Kansas City. I would agree, simply would because agree. of Patrick Mahomes, one hundred percent, all day. Yep. Hate to well, say man. it, I'd love to give it to a sexier pick, but I don't, I don't really see any sexier picks out there. I'm sorry. I'm not batting. I'm, I'm not betting against uh, Patrick Mahomes. Nope. Not a fucking chance. I'm not either. Steelers are still. Uh, there's some people in the picture. One. Uh, yeah, there's some people in the picture for I, sure. I, I see the Raiders being a close second in the AFC, but uh, come on, man. I think I mean Baltimore is really good. It's Mahomes. I'm sure Bill Belichick's going to find figure out a way to cheat. Like you know, there's some things <laughs> on the table. Does anyone else feel that come week 15, 16, there's going to be like 12, 13 of the teams like still viable for a playoff position? Like, I could see that. I think it's an interesting extra playoff spot. Hell yeah, that's going to make it crazy. The AFC is wide open after the Chiefs as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. For sure. Um, the NFC is also so fucking interesting. I feel like there's teams that are kind of coming out of nowhere with like the Bucks, you know, like. It's going to be an interesting. I fucking can't wait, fellas. Yeah. I can't wait. So Dude, give me some NFL, folks. As, oh, yeah. as, as much as I love draft weekend, I'm, I'm actually beyond ecstatic for like that first Sunday to be at a bar with all the games on. Like, Absolutely, oh, man. Oh, my God. Dude, like more than well, well, just make sure you reserve Boy, your I'm table ahead of time. Next week. I'm going to be live in studio next week, gentlemen. Yes, you are. Brandon's coming down to Florida. Whoa. whoa. So we're not going to have the, uh, the technical issues that we had today. With your Let's mic. go be money. But guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, if you like the podcast, please like and subscribe. Uh, this is Drew Forbes and the Sports Memory Podcast. And thank you so much. Have a great night. See you. Let's go.